بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين أما بعد إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار الحمد لله إنديرو praise due to Allah سبحانه وتعالى we praise him and we seek his help and forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah from our soul's evils and our wrongdoings he whom Allah guides none can misguide and he whom Allah leaves to be led astray none can guide I bear witness that there's none worthy of worship except one Allah alone without any partners, and I bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad is his servant and messenger. My dear respected listeners, as we were preparing for this conference, Adilbai mentioned to me that as part of your talk, can you incorporate some reflections as part of your speech? And I thought for a while and I said, SubhanAllah, this is a colossal task for two reasons. Number one, it's the end of the program. And when we get to the end of the program, people automatically start to think about food. And the second is, over the past few days, Alhamdulillah, we've had some great shuyukh. And to try and summarize and take some reflections from their beautiful talks is a very difficult task indeed. But we realize that when we get to the end of a conference, the end of an event, Alhamdulillah, we realize that it's very important to take lessons so we can change and be better for the future. And we see this in corporate organizations. They sit down at the end of a project, at the, at the end of an important task, and they analyze, they look at what went wrong and what they can make better for the future. In terms of the logistics of the event, I'm sure the management team at Masjid al-Fala will do this. But from our perspective, as people sitting and listening to the shuyukh, what can we take away from this conference? If I can try and summarize in a nutshell some of the speeches that were mentioned, we realize, and we've heard this saying often, Islam is not only a religion, but it is a way of life. It is a way of life. And we see that, alhamdulillah, Islam, it pays a keen interest in all aspects of our life. And we look at some of the topics that were mentioned over the past couple of days. An array of topics. And we had, alhamdulillah, speakers from around the country. If we just look at some of the topics that were mentioned and discussed. We had a, a program this morning after Fajr for our youth and development of our kids. How important is this? The tarbiyah of our children. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam mentioning that when your children are growing up, teach them Islam. Implement Islam in their life. And this is why, alhamdulillah, we had our forefathers implementing uh, the sharia, helping us with the madrasa system. Our children, they come, 
in this country, they go to the school, the institutions, their secular education, and then in the evening they come into the madrasa to learn about la ilaha illallah. And this is something very, very important. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that when the children are young, and specifically the age of seven, he mentioned, teach your children how to pray. When they get to the age of 10, they should be consistent in praying. We see, alhamdulillah, the secular government today, they take our children for five days a week, seven, eight hours a day. And they're teaching them the secular education. And alhamdulillah, what little time we have, we utilize that time to teach our children the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is really, really important. Because what happens is, we're living in a society, and Mulana mentioned some of the challenges that we are having from an educational perspective. We let our children go into the schools, they come back home, they say to mommy and daddy, it's my life. It's not your life, it's my life. They come back home, and they'll tell you that Jesus is God. We're supposed to celebrate Christmas. And then we start scratching and thinking, where did we go wrong? So we have our establishments. And alhamdulillah, we see how important these are for teaching la ilaha illallah to our children and making sure that our children can be the leaders of tomorrow. So this is something very, very important, especially from a parenting perspective, that we have a keen eye on our children. We love our children. We want the best for them. We want protection for them. We want security for them. The Prophet ﷺ said, the person who prays Fajr in the morning, he is under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find it difficult to get our children up in the morning for the Fajr prayer. We, we, we start to battle, oh, you know, my, my child is going to be tired. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hakim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is good for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Rabb and he is alimun hakim. If I take a lesson from the story of Yusuf alayhi salam, this is a lesson that the father of Yusuf alayhi salam taught him right from the start of the story. Inna rabbaka alimun hakim. Indeed you have a Rabb who is going to nurture you to perfection and he is alimun hakim. And every single situation Yusuf alayhi salam finds himself in a difficult situation, you never see Yusuf alayhi salam complaining. Because when he's in that situation, when he's in the well, when he's being illegally accused, when he's in prison, he knows I have a Rabb, and the Rabb is all-knowing of my situation. And he is wise as to why I'm in this situation. So alhamdulillah, we see great efforts that have been made by our forefathers, and we have to now continue with this legacy. We have to fulfill this through action. Uh, another talk that was done uh, was on the topic of marriage, a very important part of our life. In every way of um, ideology or faith or people of non-faith, everybody gets married. And you have people from other faiths, they say that uh, I promise to you, honor you, to cherish you till uh, death do us apart. And these are very beautiful words. What's the difference between the nikah in Islam and uh, marriages of other faiths? or people of non-faith. The difference is in Islam, we apply the conditions of Islam in our life. We make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a witness that, oh Allah, I am now going to have a partner in my life. I am going to fulfill her rights. I'm going to fulfill his responsibilities. And I'm going to act in accordance with the Sharia. I'm going to do my best. Oh Allah, make it easy for me. Oh Allah, help me. And this is why even when we get married, it's very, very important that we study on how to be a husband. We study how to be a wife. We study how to be a mother and a father. We know the hadith of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa A man is married for four reasons. Beauty, wealth, 
good family name, status, and what did the Prophet said? He made dua, may you be successful with a woman of faith. One scholar, when he was giving a talk, he said, if she has deen, you put one. If, she has, if she's good looking, add a zero. If she has wealth, add another zero. And if she has a good family name and background, add another zero. Becomes 1,000, right? Now take the deen away. What happens? You're left with a bunch of zeros. And this is why, brothers and sisters, it's very, very important for us to work on our marriages, to implement the sharia in our life. Because what's happen, what happens, let's face it, the, the nikah is short, the honeymoon period is short-lived, and then after that we come back, and then we understand the reality of life. How to be a husband, how to be a wife, the struggle of getting up and dealing with the family on a daily basis. The husband, the qawam of the house, has to go out and provide for the family. How does he do this? How does the mother, mother raise the children in the family? We had, alhamdulillah, yesterday evening, another workshop. Uh, the imams of our masjid, uh, they, they talked about the, right, the final rights when somebody passes away in your family. How important is it for us to make sure that we give and implement the final rights of our beloved uh, ones? Realize, brothers and sisters, when somebody passes away, where does their janazah come? Or where does it go? Before it goes to the cemetery, it doesn't go into your office. It comes to the masjid in most of the time, times and places. We come and we offer the janazah prayer in the masjid. Even the people who are of non-faith, atheists, they even have wishes. Okay, send it to a church or do, do something with it. At that time, at the time of death, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the certainty comes to you. In this verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ He called death the certainty. So realize, brothers and sisters, this is something very, very important. Our beloved ones pass away, and we don't even know how to fulfill their final rights. We don't know how long we are supposed to mourn. Are we allowed to mourn? If we mourn, what are the conditions of mourning? It's all there in the seerah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A beautiful hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when his young son Ibrahim passed away, what did he say? My heart is in pain. And this is part of human nature, that we feel a loss for our loved ones. My heart is in pain. The eyes will tear, but my mouth, my tongue will not utter anything which displeases my Lord. Compare this to a woman when her husband passed away. May Allah forgive her. She was a mu'min, a believing woman. She said, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take my husband when his mother is still alive? This is the reality of our life today. We are so far from the, the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And this is why we need to train ourselves. We need to train ourselves. Remember brothers and sisters, for a mu'min, death is something which is beautiful. Death is something that we should not be afraid of. And why is this? Because our sharia all the time, it instructs us, it tells us to be righteous individuals and strive for righteousness. And subhanallah, we see the comfort in the Quran and the Messenger sallallahu, in the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when a righteous soul passes away. I'm going to give you an example of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure we've all heard his name. The Terminator 2 ring a bell? Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. 
So just briefly, he's had a couple of heart surgery operations. And he came on a show in 2019. And he was talking about death. And he said, I'm not afraid of death, but I'm annoyed about it. I've got to use a polite word. The word that he used was not very polite. And he said, especially as you think with the life that we have, and then one day it's all going to be over, that really annoys me. And he said, the reality is, the tr truth is that you are going to go six feet under and there's nothing you can do about it. It's upsetting. I cannot stand it. I'm so angry about it. I'm furious about it. Compare this to the comfort that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us in the Quran. When he talks about the righteous soul and the angels coming to receive the righteous soul. And we have the countless narrations of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that give us comfort in our life, that this is not the end. We are inshallah going to unite with our loved ones in a place which is Jannah inshallah. And we ask for Jannah. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Wallahu yad'u ila daris salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He invites all of us to, to the abode of peace. And He says, Wasari'u ila maghfiratin min rabbikum, wa jannatin ardu has samawati wal ard, u'iddat lil muttaqeen. And hasten to forgiveness of your Lord. And a garden which is as wide as the heavens and the earth. U'iddat lil muttaqeen. This is prepared for the righteous. So realize, brothers and sisters, so many lessons that we can take. We talked, uh, there was a sheikh that talked about um, the life of uh, Imam Shafi, again, academic study, okay, for those of us who are students of knowledge, and we want to go into the institutions to seek knowledge. One of the first things that we are taught by our teachers, the adab of ilm is better than the ilm itself. The respect for the knowledge is better than the knowledge itself. And this is why we say, Allahumma inna nas'aluka ilman nafi'ah. Oh Allah, grant us beneficial knowledge. If we don't have the respect and the honor of our teachers and the books that we are learning from and the scholars, then what's the point of all of this knowledge? We don't know how to apply it in our life. And also from a very basic level, some of the uh, first things that we learn after aqidah is tahara. How to purify yourself, how to clean yourself. The point I'm making is that Islam pays a keen in interest in all aspects of our life. Our Islam is not complete. And this is the verse that I recited. Ya O you who believe, enter into Islam completely. A man came to the Prophet and he said to the Prophet O Prophet of Allah, give me a word that I can Say, and I will not have to ask anybody else after you. And the Prophet said, Qul Say, my Lord is Allah, and be consistent upon this. And this is the quality of istiqama, brothers and sisters. This is a very hard eye to achieve in the Quran. Because it mandates that every single day when we get up in our life, we have to try. We have to apply ourselves. Some days it's going to be difficult. Some days it's going to be easy. In the month of Ramadan, it's going to be easy because everybody's fasting. Everybody's coming for taraweeh. Everybody's coming to the masjid because there's increased rewards. But outside of the month of Ramadan, fasting on a Monday, fasting on a Thursday, sometimes it's going to be difficult. And this is why we have to apply ourselves. And we see in the Quran, the rewards for istiqama are so great.
so great. We don't have time to go into this. But just uh, the, the verse of the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُوا عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ The person who says, my Rabb is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is firm upon this on the time of his death. We haven't even got to the akhirah yet. We haven't even got to the day of judgment. At the time of his death, the angels will come down to him, come down to him or her and say to them, Allah تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا do not grieve, do not fear. Do not fear, do not grieve. We are with you, the angels, and you are going to get the glad tidings of the Jannah which you were promised. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتِلْكَ الْجَنَّةُ الَّتِي بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ This is the Jannah that you will inherit because of what you used to do. Not what you did once and you left it off. You were consistent in this. You were applying yourself every single day. Yes, it was difficult, but you tried. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want us to be perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want us to be perfect. Allah is perfect. Allah is free of fault. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to apply ourselves. So in terms of this conference, brothers and sisters, realize that when we come to a conference, when we listen to the shuyukh, the ulama, it increases our iman. Our iman fluctuates. The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith that the iman of a believer fluctuates. It goes up and down and it wears out like a qameez, like a shirt. When you have new clothing and you wear it, it's nice on the first few days. After a few washes, it wears out. So the Prophet ﷺ said, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to renew your iman. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to renew your iman. This is a dua that we should consistently make. Oh Allah, renew my iman. Oh Allah, renew my iman. So here, brothers and sisters, we have many lessons that we can take away. But one of the lessons that uh, I want to share with you again is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran that this iman that we have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this iman in our hearts, he, he has made it enduring to us, and He has made it pleasing in our hearts. And He says, that he has made hateful, disbelief, disobedience, and defiance. So, the value of iman in our life, brothers and sisters. We have to take the knowledge. We, we're not just going to say at the end of this conference, MashaAllah, first Kokni conference, Alhamdulillah, we've done it. Give ourselves a pat on the back. Inshallah, we'll see you next year. No, now we have to take this knowledge and we have to apply it in our lives. We have to apply what we've learned. And this is why we see all of the uh, prophets and messengers, when they came, they shared the knowledge and they applied it in their lives. They were a physical training for the people that were with them. And then the people passed the knowledge on to others. So brothers and sisters, is something very, very important in our life. We have to do istiqama on a daily basis. We have to continue striving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Along with our istiqama, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the best. And I'll end on this point. You see, you go to the shop and you see a t-shirt and it says aim low that way you will never be disappointed aim low that way you will never be disappointed why is it when it comes to islam we are always aiming for the bottom yeah, inshallah you know if i get to jannah yeah i mean jannah any it's fine but if the prophet sallallahu told us that this jannah is going to be forever and ever and ever and ever and you're going to live there for eternity why are you going to be happy with the bottom grade 
In fact, the companions, they asked the Prophet ﷺ when he was talking to them about the difference between a common man in Jannah and the people who are going to be in the Ghurfa. These chambers, these penthouse suites. And they asked the Prophet ﷺ, Oh Prophet of Allah, are these reserved for special people? The Prophets and the Messengers. The Prophet ﷺ said, Rather they are reserved for everyone who believes in Allah and His Messenger. What more do we want, brothers and sisters? When we make dua, why don't we ask for the best? Sulaiman alayhi salam. When he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asked Allah, Oh Allah, give me a kingdom like no other. And we we happy with the bare basics. Yeah, I have one house in the foundation of Jannah. This is in, enough. The Prophet wasallam told us that when you ask for Jannah, ask for Jannah to those. Ask for the top grade. We want to be under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to be with the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We want our neighbors to be Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam. We want our neighbors to be the righteous companions, the shuhada. We want that abode. Don't ever think, I'm not going to make it. Ask Allah to make your road and your path easy. You will see there's different ways to attain Jannah. There's so many different routes to attaining Jannah. You do what is within your capacity. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the road easy for you. So brothers and sisters, in a nutshell... Let us apply what we have learned in our life. Let us make a firm intention that inshallah, I am going to change today. As Umar ibn al-Khattab said, take account of yourself before you are accounted for. We don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. We see the world today. We don't know who's dying, who's living. We speak to somebody today, they've, they've gone tomorrow, they've returned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is our time for change, brothers and sisters. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afiyah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for istiqamah. We ask Allah to guide us to the straight path. Subhanahu rabbika rabbil izdiya ma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.